How is it? Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Green Dog Blitz, hosted by Brian Anderson and Yervon Agobi. Throughout the show, we will attempt to control the line of scrimmage. Let's get to it. Let's do this, Yerv. Here we are. Uh, season number two of Green Dog Blitz. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be back. Thanks for uh, joining me again. Oh, thank you. This is awesome. It's kind of a labor of love, like we talked about in our pre-production meeting. We're old college buddies. We're back in the saddle, getting to reconnect a little bit, and it's football season. What could be more fun? We also want to thank our uh, new listeners for signing up this year, smashing the subscribe button. Green Dog Blitz is going to be a fun ride. And more importantly, let's thank the uh, last year's listeners, some of the super fans hanging on and ready for another round. We're like a yeah. bad rash bride season two. We're not going away. A big shout out to uh, Mr. Dale Menton too. He's uh, the guy behind the scenes, making us sound good, putting our sound effects together. And uh, we couldn't do this without you, Dale. Thank you very much. Thank you, engineer Dale. You're awesome. Uh, let's get in some football. We'll, we'll, we'll make this quick. We won't bore you, but a lot of off-season notes. I'm just going to jam a couple important teams out here. Um, I'm going to start alphabetically. I'll, I'll miss a few, but we'll get through this. Um, maybe Atlantis, I guess, uh, the Marcus Mariota era is officially over. Um, they're all in on Desmond Ritter, QB of the future. He only has four starts as a rookie, but uh, he's in. Taylor Heineke is strictly backup status. And they've, they've got the band back together with Kyle Pitts and Algier and Cordell Patterson and Drake London. They also got electric rookie uh, running back B. John Robinson. So uh, we'll see if uh, they can make any noise in the wide open NFC South. That'll be fun to watch. Um, Carolina Panthers talk about massive turnover. Uh, do they have a QB of the future? Uh, how about first overall pick Bryce Young? I guess he's the guy, uh, insurance policy backup status only for Andy Dalton. I got a lot of new offensive accusations. The big one was Miles Sanders from Philly. They added DJ shark, uh, and Adam Feline and Adam and Hayden Hurst to catch a lot of options there. Uh, still got Chubba Hubbard running the ball and a new head coach and Frank Reich, and he's bringing a new offensive coordinator. So who really knows? Uh, what do you got, Brian? Uh, how about Baltimore? Uh, Lamar Jackson signed a contract extension to the delight of Ravens fans. That eliminates the potential for a season-long distraction. Uh, they got a new offensive coordinator, Tom Monken, from the University of Georgia. He'll install some more pass-happy plays. Let's see if uh, – uh, Jackson can hang out in the pocket and put the ball up to OBJ, Nelson Aguilar, or rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers. Uh, last year, the se- uh, last season, the Ravens ranked 28th in pass attempts. They're going to have to bump that up a little bit uh, to put these weapons to use. The Buffalo Bills, they got to keep the mafia happy. They still have stud quarterback Josh Allen. He'll be throwing to tight end Dawson Nix and wide receiver Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Running backs, always a question mark with this team, but they've got a solid defense and they should be targeting a deep, deep, deep playoff run this year. Yeah, that'll make the mafia happy and they should go deep. And I'll talk about that a little later. Um, How about America's team? Cowboys. Big news is a loss of running back Zeke Elliott uh, and their successful offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, has now moved on. Uh, Will head coach Mike McCarthy kind of do a little more play calling? We shall see. Uh, they still have the core unit of Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and Tony Pollard. Uh, they added uh, Brandon Cooks on the wide receiver front and signed veteran cornerback Stefan Gilmore. We shall see if this all adds up to success. Um, I feel like Dallas kind of has to make a deep playoff run this year or uh, Mike McCarthy could be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, Cincinnati, they're another playoff contender. They've got Joe Burrow tossing the rock. Um, they need to protect him, though. They, uh, 
I don't know how they fared last year, but he uh, ended up on his back quite a bit um, throughout the season this last year and the year before. They made some moves. They signed former KC left tackle Orlando Brown Jr., uh, and they've got plenty of offensive weapons. So I think they are going to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, another team I like the way that they're uh, – I like the potential. Let's put it that way. The Broncos bucked last year's head coach Nathaniel Hackett and saddled Sean Payton to help rein in the quarterback Russell Wilson and the offense into something more respectable than last year's debacle. Uh, Russell really took a back seat last year. I don't know what happened there, but they signed stud uh, right tackle Mike McGlinchey and left guard Ben Powers, who should help Wilson stay upright in the pocket. So um, they need to do something here to, to hang in there with the AFC West division. Yeah, that's a good picks right there. Um, how about the Lions in Green Bay? I've kind of lumped them together. They're in the same division as well. They were both uh, need to make some moves this offseason. I think the Lions were uh, a nine-win team last year but did not make the playoffs. Uh, they had the fourth overall offense in this in the whole NFL, but their defense was horrible. We'll see if they can shore that up. And as far as Green Bay, this is the first time in like, what, 30 years? It's not Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers running the show? Holy cow, if that doesn't date me, who, what does? Um, I don't know if running back Aaron Jones has any gas left in the tank. Um, lots of turnover. We'll see who is going to um, emerge uh, with Jordan Love doing the quarterback one. Uh, good luck, Green Bay. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, let's go to Vegas. Uh, the Raiders, they've got uh, Derek Carr's out, and they've got Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback in the old uh, – he, he, he ditched the 49ers shuffle there as far as quarterbacks go. Uh, so as long as he stays healthy, it'll be interesting to see how he does. They've got Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams who can uh, carry their team, you know, so far. Um, but they need defense to show up consistently. So we'll see if Lady Luck is on their side. Yeah, we will. Won't we? That's funny. Um, how about the KC Chiefs? Got to talk about them. World champion. Uh, give them some respect. Coach Andy Reid, uh, Patrick Mahomes, super stud tight end Travis Kelsey. Is he healthy? Um, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is running the ball. Um, I don't know who they're going to be considering their wide receiver one and two. I'm not too worried. Uh, whoever's catching the ball will be catching it deep and far with uh, Mahomes hucking it up. I expect a deep, deep playoff run regardless um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're always a contender right now. Um, how about the L.A. Rams? I got to talk about the L.A. Rams. Two years ago, speaking of Super Bowls, they won the whole enchilada. Uh, last year, they followed that up with an injury-riddled 5-12 and season. It can only get better, right? Uh, let's find out. That'll be interesting to watch as well. That NFC West is wide open. Anytime you say enchilada, I look forward to that foodie spotlight coming up later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so the Dolphins, I think they're another team that, uh, you know, pretty is pretty explosive. They've got Tua Tagovailoa um, in his fourth year with the Fish. Um, you know, he had a rough season last year. He got knocked around pretty good and had two pretty bad concussions, if you recall that. But uh, he's got some explosive weapons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, as long as Tua stays healthy, they could be a team to watch as well. Yeah, they could. That's actually, I'll talk about the Chargers real quick. That's another team to watch. They're going to be matching up uh, week one. We'll talk about them a little later too. But uh, Chargers got new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. 
Um, so that'll be fun to watch um, what he can do with Justin Herbert and Eckler and, and the wide receiver stable they have. Um, last year, if you recall, the Chargers gave up a 27 to zero lead at halftime to the Jacksonville Jaguars and lost their uh, wild card round. Uh, that'll be a sting in them all season. So we'll see if they can rectify that and get a little better this year. Yeah, that's why you never leave the game early, right? Um, there you go. Wow. Uh, how about this big news for the New York J-E-T-S? So for the first time in a forever, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not with the Packers, but he's a Jet. So what a time to be a Jets fan. That's uh, great news for the Vikes. That's good for me and the NFC North fans. A-Rodge has a new offensive coordinator, new teammates, new division. Uh, but don't let the new sheriff in town overshadow the other weapons on this team. They've got Delvin Cook and another you know deep stable of running backs. Um, wide receivers, they always emerge and make a name for themselves when they're on good side of Aaron Rodgers. He seems to uh, be pretty particular about who he throws to. Um, and this is kind of interesting, I thought. They're on the uh, TV show for HBO of, of Hard Knocks. And I was looking to see if that's a curse for these teams. And it's not necessarily, but only one team ever featured on Hard Knocks has made it to the conference finals, and that was the Jets in 2010. So we'll see if they can do it again. They might look good on paper. So we'll see. That's a random stat. We'll see if that, let's see if that comes to fruition. (laughs) Interesting. How about the Minnesota Vikings? Um, We'll talk about them in a second because I just lost my screen. So let me pull that up right now. Uh, There we're back. Thank you, screen. Uh, Minnesota Vikings last year, uh, they made the playoffs. Um, they ran away with the division. Let's see if this year they can do it all over again. It's a last year for um, Kirk Cousins, love or hate him. He's got to put up or shut up this year. Um, just Jefferson, they still got the best wide receiver in the game, at least one of them. I'll be curious to see if uh, they can make some noise again if that was just a fluke. Yeah, all right. Well, I've got something to say about that, but I'll save it for later. Uh, there you go. You know, I'm a lover of uh, of Kirk Cousins. I think he's... I know he gets you know, no respect is what he gets. You know, so he doesn't, but, but also the, the, the Vikings didn't get any respect last year, even though they won their division. How crazy is that? They were ranked 31st out of 32 teams and yards allowed last, last year. So that makes me want to scream Minnesota. Yikes, not Vikes. So they gotta, they gotta fix that. Yeah. Well, I think they will with Brian Flores here. So anyway, we won't spend too much time on the Vikes, but um, no. anyway, there's, there's a lot more news out there. I think uh, as far as the AFC goes, I think we, Oh yeah. Talked, NFC, talk you got to talk about the Eagles, right? NFC, Jalen oh, Hurts sure. back under center. Uh, he, w- he was a Super Bowl loss last year, but they're relevant. They they got a new offensive coordinator and a lot of new teammate, teammates on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and they did lose stud running back Miles Sanders. But um, we'll see if all the change was too much for them to overcome or if they, they can make a little magic and make it back again. Cool. That'll um, be fun to watch. Yeah. So, well, obviously, we left some teams out. So if there are any listeners out there that want us to spend a little more time on you know, the Houston Texans or something like that. Uh, might have to find another podcast to listen to. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. We, we don't mind the Houston Texans. Let's, no, let's no. not alienate our Houston crew here, Brian. Geez, it's only week, it's not even week one yet. Fair you're, enough, you're fair kicking, enough. You're but, kicking the fourth largest city out of our whole podcast. I mean, I got no problem with Houston. In fact, I was an Oiler fan back in the day. So now I got to go on damage control here, um, honestly. But I just don't know how relevant they are will be this year but if they're relevant we'll talk about them don't you worry and now because i'll probably have to bring up houston somehow next week so we'll see what happens all right let's let's get back to the script here a little bit brian (laughs) um uh obviously the biggest headlines was was no more um uh 
Tom Brady also for the first time in 23 years. That kind of threw me off this year. I was trying to find, talk about him somehow, and I realized he's not in the league anymore. Uh, where were you 23 years ago when Tom Brady was a rookie? How interesting with not him being in the league, huh? Yeah, we were concerned about our computers shutting down and stuff with Y2K when he was coming on. Jeez. Be here 23 years later. Oh, wow. How amazing. Uh, interesting stuff. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk Thursday night football. Uh, when you think green dog blitz, please think Thursday night football. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday. Um, the line just moved for Kansas city from six and a half to four and a half after the tight end injury news. Um, and we'll see how this game goes tomorrow, but let's get a little prediction right now before that prediction though. I'm going to spend a little time on the foodie stadium spotlight. I'm going to highlight the home team on Thursday night football and talk about a little of their stadium food they have. So I'm going to run by three items here with you, Brian, on the, on, uh, you can get at Kansas city arrowhead stadium. And you tell me out of these three items, if it's a yay, nay, or a may for maybe want to do it that way. Yay, nay or may. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to start off with a, with a dish you can order there called, um, <laughs> Flora's Jack stack barbecue. Um, it consists of famous burnt ends, biscuits, mac and cheese, and mouth-watering barbecue meat is how mm. it's described. Wow. I think they did a good job with that description. My mouth is watering right now. Yes, that's a <laughs> that's a yay. I was just thinking back to what I think you did a foodie spotlight last year about burnt ends and how they yeah, I did. that's a good one. That's a good one for the archives. All right. How about this one? This one's called Peace, Love, and Waffles. Um, it's described as a waffle sandwich with cheese, jam, lettuce, tomatoes, and more. Uh, not quite sure what the more part consists of, but <laughs> are you curious to find out? I'm, I, you know, I, yeah, I think it sounds like it needs a little more. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everybody needs a little peace, love, and waffles in their life, but I think that's a nay as far as the ingredients go. <laughs> all right and lastly uh when you're at a chiefs game don't forget to order are you ready for it mm. a foot long all beef hot dog topped with cheddar cheese sauce and flaming hot cheetos yay nay or may bry <laughs> oh that sounds adventurous at the least you know i'd give it a try, give it a try. all right i'll have a little heartburn after that one but Okay, I like your cavalier attitude. That's nice. Hey, take it a Kansas City game and, and wolf down one of those things. Let me know how it went. Um, all right, that was fun playing the foodie stadium spotlight. Stay tuned. We'll be doing that all season at the home Thursday night football game. How about the game itself, Detroit at KC? I've already after mentioned the spread. Um, I'm just going to jump in there, not overthink this pick. Um, it's the world champions. I don't care if the line moved or if they had their starting tight end week one. Um, they're going to come out ready to play. They've proved themselves in the last three or four years with Andy Reid as a coach. Uh, they don't lose many games, and I don't think they're going to lose their opening week game with preparation of all season. So give me easily Kansas City uh, minus 0.45 at home. I will take that. How about yourself? Well, it's interesting. You know, this being the first game of the season, uh, Detroit's had all offseason to prepare for this game, right? And mm -hmm. what do they want to do more than anything to come out Guns a blazing. Um, so, you know, when I first saw this, I thought for sure Kansas City, the Chiefs, you know, are the team to beat at home. But Detroit was one of the top scoring teams last year. They've got a high flying offense. I think they've improved their defense. 
Um, let's call, I'm going to, I wish it was six and a half still, but I'm going to say that Detroit's going to cover the spread. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't think they're going to okay. win, but. Okay. Well, that's at least we're going the different way uh, to start the season opener. And we'll try and keep a track of our Thursday night spotlight record as far as picks as well. Um, I am going to move on to our next segment here. Uh, we do have an X handle or is it Twitter handle? Oh, I don't even know. But at Green Dog Blitz at X or whatever it would be, right? Um, instead of Twitter. <laughs> at Green Dog <laughs> Blitz, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, but we're going to put up a question there every week. Um, we were a little late on this one. Got caught off guard with the preseason or with week one happening so quick. Um, but we're going to um, – the two questions we're going to ask throughout the year is going to be uh, create a mascot. If you are an artist or a graphic artist or a wannabe artist or a doodler or whatever, uh, Green Bay – Packers currently have no mascot. So if you got some ideas in your head rolling around, uh, try and create a little mascot for us and, we'll, and send them in and we'll, we'll pick the best one uh, throughout the year. And the next question is, as uh, on the Twitter we're going to do throughout the year is, Brian usually signs off uh, Green Dog Blitz with a, uh, what do you usually sign <laughs> off with? Yeah, with a little wolf wolf. And uh, we got a lot of uh, pet lovers on this show that listen to Green Dog Blitz. And we appreciate you all listening to Green Dog Blitz. Um, and I'm sure you have dogs out there. So if your dog wants to be on the wolf wolf sign off, we'll pick off uh, every week. We'll do a new one and we'll do a soundbite for your dog and try and get him on the show. So just let us know his first name, her first name of the dog. We'll give him credit. Uh, we'll start that up next week, but start practicing. Um, how about uh, a year segment? Yeah. I just thought of a I just thought of a mascot for Green Bay. I mean, this is just you know, like a brainstorm. You know, sure. That yeah. that cheese sauce that you talked about that goes on the foot long hot dog with the <laughs> with the uh, flaming Cheetos on top. You're you're like Shaggy and Scooby Doo. You're always got food on your mind. I do. I do. Well, so I got to try and scribble that out anyway. Okay. Well, good luck on your uh, abilities to, to to graphic sketch. We'll, we'll see where you get on that. Right. I'll be curious to see. Ju jump, jump in on that Twitter question of the week and see what you can do. Um, how about a little segment I'm going to bring back from next year, if you listeners are, are listening from last year. It's called No Respect. Well, that's the story of my life. No respect. I'm really bringing this back because I just am a sucker for Rodney Dangerfield sound bites as well. But uh, as far as my No Respect recipient this year it's going to be the uh final standings of the nfc south last year the entire division uh, tampa bay was eight and nine carolina was seven and ten new orleans was seven and ten and atlanta was seven and ten uh doesn't take a mathematician to figure out that not one of those teams in the entire division was above 500 so you want to talk about no respect uh the nfc south uh, rightfully so is getting no respect uh, i'm going to be curious to see if one of these teams can emerge and gain a little respect this season. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. And as uh, far as that old segment, let's bring in a new segment called Out of Bounds. And I think, uh, Brian, I don't know if you've got all the info on it, but uh, as far as Out of Bounds segment. How about this guy? Chief super fan. Uh, I don't have his name, but uh, he was at, oh yeah, they do. It's He's called the Chief Saholic. His name is Xavier Babudar. He's 29 years old. And you might recognize him from the werewolf costume that he wears at Chiefs game. Well, he went out of bounds a little bit with this one. He was charged on three counts of armed bank robbery, one count of bank theft, 11 counts of money laundering, and four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. Uh, allegations are that he stole nearly $700,000, 
across five banks in Iowa, Nebraska, <laughs> Tennessee, and also attempted robberies in the great state of Minnesota. Um, so they say that he used that money to attend games, which really is irrelevant. But he also placed bets with that money on the Chiefs. One of them was that Patrick Mahomes would win the MVP at the Super Bowl. And that other one, that was $10,000 on that one. Another ten grand that the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl last year. So, of course, he won. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he received a check uh, for $100,000 in March. And I think at the time he was uh, uh, in on house arrest or something in Oklahoma. I don't know. And he got that check and he cut his ankle bracelet off and fled to Sacramento or something. But uh, check this out. This is a great quote, um, a partial quote from his um, from his attorney. It's now the fourth quarter of the most important game of Xavier's life. And his legal team believes his innocence will ultimately be proven to the public. And we are confident that once all these facts are known, that he will be redeemed in the eyes of supporters, admirers and the chief's kingdom. I think that's wow, unquote. You know what? I'm I'm throwing the penalty flag, the yellow flag. I'm throwing this guy out of bounds. Out so of give, bounds. Give me a break. Um, all right, let's move into some positive yardage, Brian. Another yeah. segment we're bringing back from last year. If you listeners remember, um, this is a great part of our show. What do you got for a positive yardage, Brian? Shine a little uh, a light on the NFL, the good stuff. A little positivity. You know, the NFL yeah. they. The spotlight's always on the players, but let's shine a little light on the fans. There's an organization called uh, the Pro Football's Ultimate Fan Association. It's actually a nonprofit, the PFUFA. It's made up of big fans with even bigger hearts. They're leaders in their communities, and they support a lot of charitable causes throughout the year, such as providing support for children, food drives, health research and cures, and also for veterans. Um, their mission is pr to promote the fellowship of all fans, encourage sportsmanship, and support charitable activities. You can find more information about them at pfufa.org. Um, what I think is really cool about them is that there is a group of them from five different teams that are supporting the organization of Hope Kids. Hope Kids provides ongoing events and activities, and they provide a powerful support community for families who have a child with cancer or some other life-threatening medical condition. Uh, you can find more about them at hopekids.org. But this is the third season in a row that the PFUFA has partnered with Hope Kids. And uh, so they're super fans from Kansas City for the Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, and Cardinals have all come together to create this tailgate challenge. And so they're going to do it again this year. Uh, proceeds from the tailgate challenge will help provide uh, ongoing events and activities for Hope Kids at no cost to the families. Um, last year's winner was the Dallas Cowboys um, fans, um, and they raised $8,261.93. Altogether, for those five chapters, they raised $26,700. So uh, thumbs up to PFUFA. You are my positive yardage recipient for the first week of this 23-24 season. And let's hope this continues to gain traction, raise more money, and expand other Hope Kids markets like Charlotte and Tennessee. Way to go. Nice, Bri. Nice segment there. Yeah, good positive yardage. Check it out online if you got it or inclined, please. Um, I think at this point, we'll pivot to some Sunday football games, and that means it's tall boy pick time. We're going to crack and stack a four-pack of Sunday games, so get ready, y'all. It's week one of NFL football. 
Are you ready? How about let's make some predictions, Brian? We're You're in mid-season form, buddy. Nice. Oh, thanks, buddy. Fantastic. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I got a little jitters this morning getting up, knowing it was week one coming up. It's the new season. It's it's a new season for our podcast. I'm feeling it, buddy. It's great. Nice. Um, how about we're gonna do Cincinnati at Cleveland to start it off? Um, the home team is a dog. They are plus two point five. Who do you like? Uh, well, I mean, I like Cincinnati. Let's just, let's just cut to the chase here. I, there's just okay. no other way around it. This is, shouldn't even be a, a discussion. Two and a half points, okay. but they might know something more than I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to overthink it as well. It's, this is, I mean, I know it's week one. It's the exciting thing about the NFL is everyone's zero and zero. Everyone's got a chance and we don't really know. Um, who's going to become, you know, the next Kansas City Chief or Philly team to get in the Super Bowl? It's it's pretty. Every year there's a new team that that goes from mediocre to 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 good. It seems like um, I don't think Cleveland's that. This team's that that this year that's going to happen to them. Uh, I want to see more from Deshaun Watson and, and what, what they've dealt with over there. So give me steady Cincy and Burrow on the road. Uh, no problem. I'll take those points. It's under a field goal. I feel good about that. Give me Cincy at, at minus two and a half. Easy money. Yep. How about uh, Green Bay at Chicago? A nice NFC North matchup. Um, Chicago at home, favored by one and a half. Uh, Jordan loves first game as a starter, I guess. Opening season, that is. Um, who do you like? Yeah, this one looks like pretty much a pick em. I know it's a point and a half in Chicago's favor, but uh, I like the I like it tilting Chicago's way. I'm, um, you know, this will this will be one of those games. I think that really won't have a lot of excitement. I don't think for the viewers, but uh, Chicago, they've got uh, Justin Fields under center. Uh, he's a pretty electric guy. Um, I don't know. I just think that there's too many too, too young of a team for Green Bay. They're a little wet behind the ears still, and um, picking just Chicago Bears. The Bears. Are you? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like what you're going with that. Um, Chicago kind of revamped this year. I like what they did. It, it's it's Justin Fields' third year, but they upgraded the offensive line minorly a little bit, but it can't hurt. Um, they also added uh, DJ Moore to catch the ball, brought in tight end Robert Tanyan. Um, they still got um, um, a, a pretty decent core from last year. They also brought in uh, Deonta Foreman to run it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what, what Justin Fields can do year three. And I think there's going to be some steady progress involved here. And I think that starts off with a week one win. So give me give me that spread, minor spread, and uh, I'll take the Bears one and a half. All right. How about going a little NFC East, a little rivalry there between uh, the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, what do you Ooh. like there? The Giants are underdogs at home by three and a half. Wow. I think there's a Sunday night game too. It's a big one. Um, all eyes will be on this game. Uh, I don't know where to go with this. This is, you know, do I take Dallas? Do I trust in them? Do I like the Giants? Are they going to continue their momentum from last year? Um, I'm going to take the points. Give me the Giants. I don't really know what's going to happen. I think both teams um, got their core back from last year for the most part, made some good additions. But uh, I'm just going to take the home team with a gut feeling and ride off that New York, uh, New York, New York energy and, and give me the Jets three and a half. Giants. Giants. Sorry. That's <laughs> all right. He's the other kidding. New York team. Yeah. You know, I uh, just did a quick little search here because I, I just feel like the Cowboys always have the Giants number, which obviously is not true, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe it is. All time series mm -hmm. Cowboys are 73, 47, and two against the Giants. 
Okay. Um, does that matter in the future here? Mm. I don't know if it does, but um, Cowboys are just a team to reckon with, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Take okay. So. I, I, at least we got a different pick there. I, yeah. I like Saquon Barkley a lot. I think he's got to get more involved. Um, I think they're going to do that. And, and I, and I like to see what, what he's going to do, but that'll be too continued. That'll be fun to watch. Um, yeah. let's see. We got one more game to pick a four pack, right? Crack them and that. stack them, baby. Um, how about Miami at LA yeah. chargers? Uh, I actually said LA chargers, not San Diego chargers. Okay. Um, think i'm starting to get it how about uh chargers are at home minus three what do you like uh miami and charge I, I like miami they're looking good with tua under center as long as he's there with that explosive offense with tyreek hill and waddle um i just think that uh they're gonna be too much for the charger defense to reckon with so i will take miami okay I, i'm gonna go opposite with you and um, I'm going to take the Chargers because of the same thing you said. Their off their offense is explosive. Um, I want to see what new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore can do calling the plays now. I think that's going to be awesome. I think it's going to really help Justin Herbert. Um, they've got Eckler um, running it. They've still got Williams and Allen catching it. Um, this team's loaded. I think they're going to be feeling that sting from last year's loss, and I think they're going to go with it and, and really come out with a big win here. This has got to be, I'm also thinking just on the top of my head, Got to be one of the biggest spreads of the week, right? As far as over under, uh, I mean, my gosh, um, this is going to be a high high flying affair with not a lot of defense. And I'm just going to think the home team is basically that field goal. So give it to me at minus three. Give me the Chargers. All right, that's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, cool. So we got our tall boy picks out of the way, and lastly, let's kind of get towards the end of the show here and finish off like we always do. Um, Hot mess express. We're bringing it back this year, baby. Um, if you recall, Brian, from last year, and our listeners from last year, I, I opened up the season by putting Daniel Snyder on the Hot Mess Express. And uh, we all know what happened to him. He ended up selling the team, and um, rightfully so, he was on the Hot Mess Express. That's true, yeah. So I don't know if you should heed warning Colts owner Jimmer say, but I'm throwing you on the Hot Mess Express this week. Uh, the Colts have a new head coach. Shane Shechton, sorry if I didn't say that right, uh, inherited a total reclamation project. Um, if you remember last year, he had a bizarre hiring of Jeff Saturday um, as, as his only experience was a high school coaching at the time. Um, he did not do very well. He went uh, one in seven in eight games as the interim coach. That didn't work out. Um, the Colts also are starting yet another quarterback to open the season. This is their sec seventh, yes, I said that right, seventh different opening day starter in seven years. Yikes. Uh, this year, the winner is rookie Anthony Richardson. He'll be starting off the 2023 season. Uh, just to run down that distinguished list, 2017, it was Scott Tolzien. Uh, 2018, it was Andrew Luck. 2019, Jacoby Brissett. Philip Rivers was in there on 2020. Carson Wentz started 2021 to open the season and Matt Ryan just most recently at 2022. Um, how about the major dysfunction right now surrounding the running back position? Ursay, what's your negotiating skills? What are you doing about this? Arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, is he going to be playing this Sunday? Uh, what are you doing about Jonathan Taylor? Let's figure this out. Um, huh. 
How about the signing of backup QB Gardner Minshew? No one's really talking about that much. Will he be a factor at some point this season? Uh, my magic eight ball says signs point to yes. Uh, Jim Ursay, you're officially riding the rails of the Hot Mess Express. Let's get off. All right. Well, that wraps up our first episode of the 23-24 season of Green Dog Blitz. Thank you so much for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening app of choice. And share with your friends. Let's make this a dialogue. Follow us on Twitter or X at Green Dog Blitz. And if you like what you hear, let us know what you think. Remember, Thursday Night Football starts with Green Dog Blitz with Anderson and Agobian. Catch you next week. Woof, woof.